You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Oh, have I got your attention now? Breathe, for lack of a better word, is good. You know what I mean? Money to be made in a place like this. Money never sleeps, pal. You're crazy. Don't run when you lose. Don't whine when it hurts. You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass, 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 brass. I'm falling, and I can't get up! Welcome to Money Never Sleeps. This is the show where we talk about anything and everything that impacts the flow of money from around the corner to around the world. And I want to thank you for being uh, with us today. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the uh, health tech, medical tech, and that arena, insurance tech. Maybe we'll we'll touch on that a little bit. I'm not going to be speaking about any particular companies. I'm going to be speaking about the industries, the emerging industries, so the emerging areas of these. Uh, of these arenas uh there's uh you have you have a lot of things going on in in every sector uh the health tech that area covers it all across the board from medicines devices vaccines systems and uh procedures and growth areas and i mean it, it covers it all okay one of the big things that's a lot of people know about now is telemedicine uh telemedicine you have a lot of uh companies out there that are involved in this. Uh, Telemedicine is becoming more important now that we're in this pandemic phase and it's going to be more important in the post-pandemic phase. There has been uh, an indelible mark that has been put on all of us uh, during this time. Uh, It's something that won't change back. It's something that won't become uh, what we once knew as normal. This is the new normal. This is new, the new reality that we live in. And uh, remote um, telemedicine, you know, you know, uh, remote access to this, mobile access to this is important. But there are a lot of different areas uh, in this. You know, security is a big issue. Privacy is a big issue across the board. Okay, but I want to touch on this. You know, telemedicine portals and and self-service kiosks. I'm sure that you've been to a drugstore, whether it be a CVS or Walgreens or something, and you took your blood pressure. You know, that's a self-service kiosk. They have other ones that are that are popping up doing other things. Uh, you have mobile health, and, you know, they call it M-Health. Uh, that allows for easy access to healthcare processes, all right, and 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 files and information it allows for physicians and patients it gives them access to to this information on the go so it allows a patient to have access to these processes to their 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 files and or their their medical history as well as doctors and this is going to become very important in telemedicine very important in this whole in the, the whole health tech uh, arena uh, this is a $22 billion industry and growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, my concern with this, and this is the area of opportunity, uh, is uh, big data and the security that goes with it. Uh, you need that, uh, that security because what's going to wind up happening, you have people's data out there. If you're not securing that and there's a breach, there's a problem. Okay, um, 
the electronic health records. This is going to be important, you know, especially with telemedicine and and various portals, but more so when you're dealing with a doctor. You know, if you have your electronic health record, something happens to you. Doctors, they they have immediate access to your files because you may be allergic to penicillin. They don't know it. You may not have a tag on you. You may be allergic to something else. And if they don't know it, they may administer that, and then you'll have a bigger problem. So having access to these electronic health records is going to be more important as we move forward uh, in the, uh, the coming years. Uh, remote monitoring tools for, for the home, for, the, for, the, for you as an individual. Uh, basically, you have it now. You know, look at Apple, look at Android, you know, more so Apple. They have health monitoring tools on their iWatch. They can, you can monitor your oxygen levels, your heart rate. Okay, you have uh, with, uh, with Google Android, you know, they took over Fitbit. So you have Fitbit, you have that part of it. Okay, so there, there are a lot of things that... Um, that are coming into play with that, you know, sensors and, and wearable tech. This this stuff is in, is going to be more important moving forward because it's going to reduce the uh, the financial load on the healthcare industry by having simple tools in your hands. Uh, if anyone had you know saw the original Wall Street with you know the Gordon Gecko, uh, if you've seen that, you saw what he spoke about. In that scene when he was talking to uh, Bud Fox, you had, you know, Michael Douglas talking to Charlie Sheen, and he 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 put the diagnostic uh, device on his arm to monitor his blood pressure, and he went through all the the numbers on it. He said one of these devices costs less than one trip to a doctor. So if you have devices that are cost effective, you're basically going to save the load of the uh, of the the health system, the insurance companies. So there are a lot of benefits that happen there, and I'll talk about the insurance uh, technology around it, but as far as insurance companies are concerned, if you're monitoring your health and you're taking care of yourself, that reduces their load and allows them to um, hopefully reduce your rates. And we'll go into that insurance tech in a little bit uh, and see where that comes into play. All right, another area of opportunity for uh, a lot of growth are wireless devices in hospitals. Okay, you're thinking, okay, how does that make sense? It does make sense. If you have doctors that are roaming from, from floor to floor, from room to room, nurses that are doing the same, and they have access, secure access, to the database, they can go and communicate things with patients on the fly. They don't have to go and, and look in the file room, pull out their file, and look at the file on the bed and all that stuff. They have everything in the palm of their hand. And having these these wireless devices is not just it's not just having a wireless iPad and there you go. You know, you have to have wireless devices that will not interfere with the current machines that are in the hospitals. So it's it there's a great growth prospect there. And any any company that actually uh you know, uh, puts a uh, focus on that, they're going to be opening up, a, I, I'm pretty sure, a multi-billion dollar stream of revenue for themselves over time. Uh, you know, with the wireless devices, look, you have real-time locating. Um, 
you know devices for for tracking as well you know uh, you can track your medical devices your supplies your clinical staff if you know if, if there's an emergency and you don't know where the doctor is maybe he went to the bathroom maybe he went somewhere else maybe he went to get a bagel who knows you know but if there's an emergency you want to be able to track your staff when you need them uh, you want to track the medical devices because if, if a medical device is needed, last thing you need to do, if it's an emergency, you need to go and you need that in your hand right now immediately. The last thing you need is to have to track it down. Say, oh, doctor so-and-so took it for this patient or maybe doctor so-and-so. You know, if you have a record of it. And, you know, and, and the inclusion of blockchain in this is, is going to be important, too, you know, because then it's you can't go and make it up. You can't smudge it, you know, so you're tracking the devices, supplies. If you can track the, the supplies, you know, um, again, you'll have some smart guys that will come up with something for that. And that's mitigating your risk, mitigating your risk. Uh, and again, you know, keeping track of your clinical staff is not to say, hey, Big Brother's watching. It's to say, hey. If we need you, we need to know where you are so we can get you so you can save a life. That's what it comes down to. Um, and there's another area of uh, health technology that, that's that's going to be, uh, I believe, another growth area. Um, it has to do with uh, uh, genome uh, sequencing. You know, basically tailoring, tailoring treatments towards an individual. Now, how interesting is that? Where we are all different the same in some respects different in others okay and if you're able to go break things down to a point that you can provide treatment on an individual basis based on that particular person to to the you know the medicine and, and how it needs to be put together for them to get the best treatment again that's a big plus for the medical industry, for the for the health industry. That's that's a big uh, load off of the insurance companies. Believe it or not, uh, a lot of things come into play there. Um, and anyway, the the health technology arena, a lot of great opportunities. Uh, I've seen a lot of um, you know things going on in medical technology. I, I want to touch on robotics. You know, look, robotics. It's going to be really, really big. I love artificial intelligence. We're heavily involved in that arena. And artificial intelligence in the medical arena is is here. And it will continue to be here. You know, you have remote surgeries that are using robots and virtual reality now. Okay, machine learning for precision. It's here now. Machine learning is, is, is just a component of artificial intelligence and utilizing that to go and perform surgeries remotely. You can be in the United States performing a surgery in, in, in Africa. Okay, and it's all possible utilizing virtual reality and robotics. It has been done, and it'll be more prevalent as we move forward because the, the need for top quality, high-end medical treatments is there. And it'll go and it'll give, uh, you know, look, the medical community embracing technology is going to be very important for the masses. I do believe that. Uh, augmented reality, this is this should be and will be something big. Uh, companies that are creating these platforms, they're going to benefit from it. Augmented reality for learning and teaching for 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 let's say uh, in the in the medical arena, it's for any arena. You can it can go from manufacturing to to finance. You know, you can go in any any area. 
and utilize augmented reality for learning. Uh, you can, you know, in the medical arena, because this, this is what I'm talking about today, uh, you can have a medical student practice surgery a thousand times using augmented reality. And it's so accurate, so precise, so on point that they are fully and will be fully prepared when they do graduate uh, medical school to become doctors. Not to become just a doctor, to become highly precise doctors and surgeons. And it's going to help the medical community. It's going to help the community at large. You know, because I would, you know, if I'm getting surgery, I want someone that's done it a, a lot of times, not someone that's doing it for the first time. And if you're utilizing augmented reality, you're going through the same process as if you were really doing it. And I'm sure they're going to create other parts of that which will give you the feel and everything else, you know, wearing the gloves and you can, you know, use use VR, I guess, to do this. But Again, uh, I think you're going to see more of this coming forward, and the companies that are in this arena, again, they're going to benefit. Okay, now let's talk about medical advances. You know, medical tech, med tech, um, you have a lot of different areas. Okay, and I'll go through them, and uh, again, I'm not an expert at this, but I see where the opportunities will lie and that's what I speak about here. I speak about the opportunities. So if you're an entrepreneur, if you are in this arena, you can, you know, maybe what I'm telling, what I'm saying here will give you a thought, a, a light bulb that say, hey, maybe we can be that company, be that person. Definitely do it if you feel like you can. Okay, but medical advances. Uh, tissue engineering is one. Uh, basically, you know, when you, tissue engineering, they, they're, they're based, they're, they're replicating the tissues, whether it be through the 3D printing of, of skin, of, of, of organs, and things of that nature, you know, I think that that is going to be a very, very uh, interesting uh, arena, okay, and it's just getting warmed up with it, you know, in that arena, and I want to talk about that in a minute. Um, you know, the, the advances are, are growth factors, uh, gene therapy, attachable prosthetics, implantable computers now implantable computers that 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 becomes that that's another level of things you know but is is monitoring your body you can monitor your body uh and you can also take someone that maybe they can't maybe they're paralyzed and they can't walk so you have implant implantable computers and some some other bodily prosthetics that can help them to go and do this because you know obviously if you're paralyze your muscles, you have atrophy that sets in, and you can't utilize your, your legs, your arms, or things the way that you normally would if you didn't have that issue. So um, so this these advances are going to be important, and I think, you know, they you've seen it. If you haven't, you should go look on YouTube or something. You'll see they have these, um, these, these uh, outer skeletal suits where you have uh, someone that's paralyzed, they put it on, that gives them the ability to walk. Uh, they use this for the military as well. Um, and it's really interesting because the, these uh, skeletal suits, if you put them on, you can actually uh, hold on to a lot more weight than without it. Uh, so, it, it, But for the benefit of the medical arena, it can give someone the ability to walk, which is a good thing. Uh, and these areas are so new 
that they will go through an evolution process. Um, the progress, uh, the, the process and the progress, uh, we'll just say it's a, it's a Cambrian pattern, right? You know, basically, trial and error until it's perfect. We saw this in, in the uh, knee and hip replacement arena. Uh, you had when they were... When they were uh, when they came out with the nip and the, the knee and hip replacement, uh, in the beginning, you know people were getting toxicity in their blood due to the metals, but nowadays you see less and less of that. They're usually they're utilizing titanium and so on and so forth, so you see less of that and more success, and it becomes commonplace that people, hey, I'm going to get a knee replacement, I'm going to get a hip replacement, where maybe 20 years ago, it's like, oh my God, i got to replace my knee, and, and it's, it's just different today because of the advances, and they perfected the area, um, and I mean, the failure in the beginning was heavy, and it went to perfection, so we're going to see a lot of that in in the uh, the medical advances that we see in tissue engineering and, and gene therapy and and the attachable prosthetics which i see a lot of um pluses on that you know i saw a video uh that um that the former nba player rex chapman he posted it and it was really interesting had a 80 something year old um i think he was brazilian or bolivian uh penis okay he lost movement with his fingers so he couldn't play the piano and they put prosthetics on his hands and it allowed him to play the piano and it was an emotional thing for him it just shows you how technology can impact our lives and i think that that is very important um that technology does benefit us you know as as a as as humans as a living creatures, you know, let it benefit us, you know, for the benefit of mankind, right? Now, uh, going back to, you know, machine learning, um, machine learning requires data, okay? And in the medical arena, data, you know, I, I believe that they gather a lot of data. Problem is, you know, what are you using it for? How are you using it? It's not that you don't have it. You can have, you know... You know, gigabytes, I mean, it's going to, it will come to a point that we'll have zettabytes of data. If you don't know how to use it, it's like having a nice big Bugatti or Lamborghini and you, it's beautiful, it looks nice, everything else, but you don't drive stick. It doesn't have an engine. Where's it going? If you don't know how to utilize it, then it's just nice to look at, say, hey, I have all this data. Okay, great. If you're not doing anything with it, what is it? It's nothing. Okay, big money and big data. That's why you have Google and Facebook and and other social media and search engines and other other groups out there that go and they they gather this data uh, because it's going to be utilized later, and it it allows them to go and create better systems, better platforms, better things for their business and in general. Uh, the machine learning part of it, you know, the machines, if you go to Google, you type something, and all of a sudden it pops up. They know what you're thinking. It's machine learning. It's understanding your patterns of what you may be looking for. And that's the purpose of what they do. Uh, so they can go and market to you, advertising. And that is, you know, used in every industry. Trust me on that. Okay, so, but in any event, 
you know, I want to talk about, um, you know, the insurance companies because, or insurance technology, you know, because I spoke about med tech and health tech and, and I think that insurance tech is a natural progression because the insurance companies, they're the ones that, that are supposed to pay for all this, right? <laughs> Doesn't ha always happen, but I think that insurance technology is, is going to be interesting because what they do, they have, they have, um, predictive anal uh, analytics, right? Where they're identifying or have the ability with technology to identify risk of fraud and, and, and insurance claims. And you're saying, okay, that really has nothing to do with med tech or health tech, but it does because if you have, if you have high fraud, it's going to jack up the price of the insurance rates and it's going to cost more to, to get health care in general. So it does play a role here, okay? Um, and this predictive uh, analytics, it identifies trends with an individual, okay? Uh, also, you know, it, the pricing and risk for a customer comes into play because if you're utilizing this information to judge what you're going to charge a customer, that can be good for them, that can be bad for them. It all depends on the person, right? Uh, artificial intelligence, again, you know, as it plays a role in every industry, it plays a role in insurance technology. Yeah, because you're talking about improving efficiencies and the user experience. If you're able to have, you know, like um, chat boxes and the communication is fluid between an individual and the company or a doctor and the company, it makes it easier. You make it easier for people to file their claims or do whatever they need to do with the insurance companies. It makes it easy, easier. You make it harder. They're not going to want to uh, deal with it. You know, maybe the insurance companies of, of of old, they adhered to that because they depended on you to get frustrated and not go forward with it. But in this day and age, you have to do the right thing. And you have to set up these um, these platforms, these portals, these processes to make it easier for the uh, the users, make it easier for the consumer. You make it easier for the consumer and the medical industry is going to be is it's going to be better. It's going to be cost effective for the insurance companies. It's going to be better for the healthcare industry because now you're bringing, you know, more people, you know, may have insurance because it's it's cost effective, right? You know, they had to implement Obamacare and all this stuff, you know, and why? Because insurance premiums are way too high, and why? Because the risks are mitigated, and insurance companies are, are, are charging horrendous premiums. And what happens? The public, the public gets screwed each and every time. And and through technology, we can help, you know, to mitigate that. So you know, you smart people out there that are creating these platforms create things in that arena, so that so that it can help the general public. And things are being created, you know. Um, you know the uh, the machine learning part of it is good because it's again learning the patterns of the individual. Okay, it's going to improve how claims are filed, the processes, the the automation, the accuracy, the speed. Quicker you get things done, quicker you move forward, quicker you you get out of that that realm. You get into an accident, you want to file a claim, you want to go through this. You don't want to wait you know, months to get to the bottom line, get to the bottom line, get it done, move forward. And, and that's the way that goes. Uh, I mentioned about data, okay, and platforms. Uh, the insurance companies, they're more so they're using social media to interact and uh, with their customers.
sharing and uh, convenience plays a role there too because if you're on a social media platform and they're there you can communicate with them fairly easily uh, the downside with that is they start having access to your information okay not just the information you type in you know but if you have insurance and all of a sudden you're, you're showing pictures of you drinking with your buddies and doing stupid things well you're a high insurance risk aren't you and that's going to impact your premiums so be aware of that when you're talking to insurance companies on social media uh and on and on the uh and i'm going to close out with this that on the uh the front on the automotive front okay telematics um this is going to be uh, I think this is going to be more so the standard as we move forward in the next couple of years than not. You know, you have Tesla with their electric cars and all the technology in there. You have Porsche. They have their electric car. You have GM that's doing stuff with the uh, with Nikola. They're going to have their electric trucks and other other EV um deals coming out and they're all incorporating technology telematics is going to be a part of that and basically that's 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 having a wearable for your car okay and just to make it put it in the simplest form progressive has it state farm is using it now you put a little little dongle in your car and it monitors how fast you go when you're you know and, and all this other stuff so it keeps drivers aware and it's more of a proactive device than reactive. Reactive doesn't help. Proactive, you save lives. Proactive, you reduce premiums. Proactive, you do a lot of things. Okay, uh, and I mentioned the chat box. You know, these are virtual assistants. That's going to be important for the communication. And last but not least, drones. Drones for devastated areas, even for a single. Uh, claim is going to speed up the process. It's going to mitigate fraud. It's going to expedite claims, and you're going to see a lot more happening with that. And the companies that are in all these areas, you know, as you see, a lot of areas for a lot of growth. And I'm looking forward to the next, you know, year to five years and see all the technology that's going to come out and how all the startups are going to come out and start solving these problems through technology. All right, that's about it for this episode of Money Never Sleeps. I want to thank you for joining me, and hopefully you got something out of this show. Uh, and stay tuned you know, for the next episode. And until then, have yourself a fantastic and profitable trading day. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. All opinions expressed by Louis Velasquez on the Money Never Sleeps radio show and its website are solely his opinions and do not reflect the opinions of the UCW radio show or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by him on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by him as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. His opinions are based upon information he considers to be reliable, but neither the UCW radio show nor its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. The UCW radio show, Louis Velasquez, its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on the radio show or on the website. His statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. 
No part of this compensation from the UCW radio show is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Please read the full disclaimer on MoneyNeverSleepsRadio.com.